Hey, Buzzheads, welcome to the 70s Buzz Podcast. I'm Curtis Tucker. And I'm Todd Wheeler, bringing you our memories, or lack thereof, of growing up in the 70s. We are not a history podcast. We just want you guys to know that. Sometimes we get things wrong, and if you listen to us long enough, you're going to be screaming at your device trying to give us the right answers. Listen up as we recount growing up in the Midwest and our unique experience. Go to 70sbuzz.com for more info and leave us your thoughts. Let us know if you guys have any show ideas, if you'd like us to uh, get you on as an advertiser. And don't forget, please leave us reviews on your favorite podcasting apps. There's a way on TikTok you can flip the video around so your like, t-shirt's not backwards. I don't know if that's that way everywhere. Yeah, it's funny with the <clears throat> Apple. I can't re- I mean, I think if you go live, everything's backwards. Yeah. But if you video, yeah. it flips it uh-huh. when you replay it. So oh my. our podcast listeners are like, what the hell are they talking about? Oh, hello, best heads. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We got off on a tangent. There. Welcome to another episode of the 70s, 70s Buzz, Buzz Podcast. Podcast. We appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for calling in to the 580-541-3805 hotline and all the emails. And uh, we've had quite a bit of uh, response on our last couple of episodes. Maybe not, probably didn't get a whole lot of response on the twang, the country songs one. Uh, yeah. But if you guys uh, have any, uh, I don't think we missed any. We must not have missed any country songs because they didn't let us know. Mm, no, but somebody did on Facebook. Uh, they, they chimed in and said that they didn't realize they were listening to country. I can't remember who that was. I'm sorry. Shout out to you. I'll try to find you here in a second. We'll check that out. Yeah, it was kind of a it was a more delightful episode than I had been aware of. Yeah, yeah, because well, first of all, it wasn't very country. I mean, con- the country music in the seventies wasn't very country. And if- but the and the country that was country, we somehow didn't hear. We heard in movies or yeah, I don't know. It was just mainstream somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we are moving on. To another episode. You know how uh, way back in the day, <clears throat> I think we told you guys we were going to go through every year yeah. in the greatest decade yeah. known to man? Well, we've done all the way to up to 74 tonight. It's all about 1975. Five. We're halfway through the decade. We're halfway through the decade. And this is where I think my life, this is where things started getting good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess this was uh, this would have been uh, teenage. I think what yeah. I'd probably yep. turn, now it was at the end of the year, but yeah, so things started kind of kind of moving along in '75. Well, I mean, yeah, you went from 12 to 13. 12's kind of teenage, so I was 12. Yeah, yeah, I'm we were to... we were big 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 to dos at in el- elementary school. So anyway, before we get too deep into this, why? Would uh, we even be talking about 1975, Mr. Wheeler? Well, because it was in the, the greatest decade, decade known to man! One of these days, we're going to have to pick which year oh. in the greatest decade known to man oh. is our is our greatest oh. year. 
I don't know. This could be it. You never know. I don't nah. know. Nope. Not for me. Not for you? Nope. Okay, so uh, person personally, uh, what were you doing in 1975? Well, I was 12 years old. Uh, were we still in grade school? Yep. Sixth grade, I believe. Sixth grade. Still in sixth grade. Uh, so, so it would have been summer between fifth and sixth grade, and then we would have entered sixth grade in the fall. Of 75? Yeah. So, so it was really like the first of 75, we were in the fifth grade, and the end of 75, we were in the sixth grade. Oh, okay. So I was hanging out with Kay. Hanging out with Kay. <laughs> well, 75, I, I think I've got all these dates right. So 75 would have been the year. <clears throat> okay, so I was living on West Broadway. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Pettyjohn moved to town. To Dayton. Staten in 75, and so I had Mrs. McMillan, and that was the year that all of my buddies that I'd grown up with in the neighborhood at McKinley, somehow when they split oh, yeah. the class, all the guys that I normally hung out with got put in the other class, and I got put in Mrs. McMillan's class with pretty much what felt like new guys. I mean, I had Jack Baker and Brendan Hedges, who I'd kind of... You know, they were from the neighborhood, and I kind of hung out with a little bit, not a whole lot. Yeah. But the guys that I hung out with, like, spent the night with and did everything with, they were all in the other class. Oh. I was like, wow. So anyway, that was uh, – and, and then at the beginning of the year, of the school year, which would have been in the fall, mm-hmm. I was still hanging out with Eric a little bit until, you know, that one fateful day that I heard – Mr. Pettyjohn had a trampoline, trampoline. <laughs> and I took Eric. I said, "Hey, this kid in my class has a trampoline. Let's cruise over to his house." And that was the end of that friendship. And, and well, did Eric not like to jump on the trampoline? Uh, I didn't care because I I spent all my time going to Staten's to jump on the trampoline, and I think Eric moved on to other. Oh, I, dude! I, I think um, I think Ron Hansen had moved to town and I think Ron Hansen and uh, Eric had started hanging out a little bit more. Yeah. And then I was hanging out with um, Staten and it was just that deal where we were in different classes. And so, you know, you just didn't see your buddy every day. I remember it was, it was a big deal to get your class schedule. It's like, who's your teacher? Who's your teacher? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, they, they would post them at McKinley. And so like a week before school started, so everybody would run, to the grade school and look on the door and see which class you got in. Yeah. And yeah. when I yeah, when I saw mine I was like in shock. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not in the class with all my buddies." <laughs> but well, you know, it really sucked cuz they were all in the class together. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, it was fortuitous. But I survived. Yes. And moved on. So, uh lived on uh, they, yeah, so anyway, that they, was They probably split you up on purpose. Probably did. Well, how they how do they do that? How did they that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if they just randomly did it. Even Fawn. Even Fawn got put in the other class. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting to know. Yeah. You should ask a teacher. Ow. Yeah. So anyway, so 1975, sixth grade, uh, some of the big things that uh, you you uh, pop culture people out there would remember. It was the year of mood rings. Oh, yeah. Remember? Did you ever have a mood oh, ring? Heck yeah. I, I think everybody. Ring. I think yeah, everybody yeah. had a mood ring. Uh, Rubik's cube. Have you tried that trick on? You see on the internet where you take the Rubik's cube, no matter how it's jumbled up, and you rotate the top once, and then the left side once, and you just keep doing that over and over again, and it eventually will solve itself. 
No, because that won't work. I've watched videos. It's uh, a magic trick. No, there it won't. That won't. I guarantee you. You okay. could do it all day long, and it would not. Okay. I did though at some point, and I think it was probably in the sixth grade. Somehow I I found out, and I don't know because there was still no internet. I don't know how I found out, but I found out there was a place you could order the the secret to solving the Rubik's cube. And I ordered it. I don't know if I ordered it or bought it in a store. It was like a flyer. It was like, like a, a pamphlet or something. Yeah, it was like a four-page pamphlet, and it just had an illustration. And if you just memorize that illustration, yeah. And so I learned how to solve the Rubik's cube. Yeah. Could you do it like super fast, like those guys? I got pretty fast. I could probably do it in, I mean, under a minute. I, you know, oh, well, wow. I wasn't like doing it in, you know, ten seconds. But I think I could do it under a minute. Hmm. I mean, once you learned it, it was. It was nothing but how quick can your hands move? Yeah. So, huh. um, cool. yeah. Pet rocks? Did you have a pet rock? Well, yeah. Fred. Fred? <laughs> Do you still have Fred? No, I don't know if his name is Fred. I got a plant named Fred, though, at home. I don't think Fred I ever Neville. had. I don't think I ever got gifted or bought a pet rock. I don't know where I got it, but yeah. It had a little had a little box yeah. in it, and there was like straw. And That's why I don't remember. I, I remember pet I don't think I ever had one. Yeah. Um. We're still listening a little bit to eight tracks. They were fizzling out. Yeah. Uh, Pez Candy. Were you big into Pez Candy? Now Pez Candy had probably been around for quite a while too. Um, I liked the toy, but that candy. I don't know. Back then, it had like a aftertaste, or had some kind of a kind of a twang. Well, wang to it. Yeah. yeah. It was like, like some kind of coating was on it. It would make your it would like coat your tongue and the roof of your mouth if you ate too many. But I liked them, and some, especially certain flavors. Then it was a it was a pain in the ass putting those. Little I was going to say I never got the point, so I <laughs> started. I would eating. just yeah, I would just eat the candy out of the package and not put it in the stupid. So yeah, so I never was a Pez yeah. collector. I mean, I probably had a half a dozen in my whole life, but never. Yeah, yeah. How about the old Magic Eight Ball? Oh yeah, that was kind of cool. I think I probably had a Magic Eight Ball. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, Payday Candy Bar, I believe, might have come out in 1975. Mm. And then Trackball. Do you remember Trackball? Oh, with the... Uh-huh. The, the, the hand with the big scoop thingy yeah. on it. Yeah. It's kind of like high lie, high lie. Yeah. 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 Trackball was pretty cool. Yeah. I had one of those, too. Yeah. And when you got it down, you could actually do it pretty good. Yeah. You could make it curve mm-hmm. just right where you wanted to. Yeah. And you could catch it. Yeah. Mark and I used to play that in the front yard. I yep. remember there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, those were some of the kind of the big... Pop culture toy fad things of '75. Uh, of course, Gerald Ford at that time had become our president, and Nelson Rockefeller was our vice president. Now, I don't know. A couple episodes ago, we talked about oh Nixon yeah, and how Nixon had come to Enid, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Well, in '75, I believe Nelson Rockefeller came to Vance in Enid, Oklahoma. Because I've got pictures of him. Oh, really? Yeah, pictures of him out at the uh, airport as well. What was he doing? Oh, campaigning, I bet. I think they were can either. Yeah, it was I think a campaign year. Yeah, I think they must have been campaigning. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, according to some of the things I read, who do you think was the most famous person in America in 1975? Mm, was he uh, Hollywood? No. Oh, pol- political. No. Sports. Oh, According. So, oh, 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 uh, 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 in 75, that would have been Mark Spitz? 
No. Well, and, and this isn't anything official. According to something I read, the most famous person that they assumed in 75 was Muhammad Ali. Oh, uh, yeah. Back yeah. in the... And so, and I think we've talked about it before, but it was so cool. Boxing was really cool in the 70s because mm-hmm. it was kind of like a Friday night thing, and it was normally on TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, for free. You could yeah. just watch it. And the, But then, and I didn't really realize until doing a little research on this, I think the big fight in 75 was on HBO. And HBO wasn't free, so I guess by 75 we'd already had to start paying for... HBO was around in 75. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah, according to what I uh wow. And thing that I now I could be, people could be screaming, but um I didn't get cable till 78. The Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier Thriller in Manila. Thriller, Thriller in Manila uh was said I it said it was on HBO, which I don't really remember, but mm. did, you have, on, did you have HBO in 75? I think we did. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Hmm. I don't remember HBO being back on that. But and maybe what I read was wrong. So uh, that's possible. I did not fact check. You know, there's actually podcasts that have somebody that fact checks the whole podcast. Can you imagine that? Why would we do that? Why? Why? We've got all our fans that fact check for us. (laughs) Exactly. That's what you guys are for. Yeah. So they're they are screaming. I'm sure. Uh. Life expectancy was 72.6 years old. Minimum wage in 1975, the old $2.10 an hour. You know what the average income, yearly income was? I do. Go ahead and tell them. Uh, 14000 bucks. 14000 bucks. You know what it is now? 14000 bucks. <laughs> no, it's only 56000 bucks. Which may, you know, it's like, well, it's four times as much. But an average house back then was $39,000. An average house now is $226,000. Everything has gone up. Uh, the big thing is cars. An average car was 4250 bucks. Now it's $36,718, eight times more. Yeah. So Every, everything's gone way up except Except income. wages. Yeah. Well, yeah, wages. Yeah. So a Ford Mustang II was $4,105. The average monthly rent, Ugh. 200 bucks. 200 bucks. Now, you know what it is now? Fourteen hundred and five dollars. Really? Yeah. Uh, gas was a whopping forty-four cents a gallon. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of weird. I guess. I guess by the time eighties came around, it was around fifty cents. I just. I just kind of remember maybe fifty-five cents. Yeah. Like maybe the first couple of times I bought gas, it being around fifty-five cents. Yeah, it'd be nice. I remember. I remember it was like we're not paying a buck a gallon. No way. Yeah. Whatever. Remember the uh, the barrel of oil cost of a barrel of oil went over thirteen dollars oh yeah now it needs to be around 50 bucks well even 50 bucks doesn't help it needs to be around 100 bucks per gallon or for oklahoma barrel uh for oklahoma to be doing well so yeah kind of crazy uh world population at that time we were just about to tap into the four billion person mark that's a lot of people's that is a lot of people and about half of them live uh, in China. Or India. And India. Yeah. yeah. You guys are getting busy over there. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the statistics of 1975. There's the old spam riz. They must know when we podcast because <laughs> it's, it's not a Tuesday night thing. Uh, they must uh, be following me with. Uh, shh, don't tell everybody it's Monday. They, everybody thinks it's. A, well, uh, they don't care. Are, you gonna, are we going to put this out tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, let's put it out tomorrow. Okay. 
the uh, Altair 8800 microcomputer was released. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big as a car, probably. Yeah, I don't know, but is uh, that the one that had to move it? They had they had to put it in the moving in a truck. It had like five megabytes of memory. Or it something. says microcomputer, so it probably had to be a little bit smaller. Oh. But it was just it was when I say released. Oh, seventy five. Yeah, it would have been smaller. It probably was released to you know people that were making a, you know a million dollars at the time, or I I don't know who would have had a Altair eighty eight hundred in nineteen seventy five. I'm sure Maybe somebody businesses. did. Probably banks, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune premiered on NBC. Rocky Horror Picture Show had the longest running theatrical release in film history. And Bill Gates and Paul Allen, they founded now. This I didn't know. Bill Gates and Paul Allen founded Microsoft in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Huh. I would have thought it was somewhere in California. Techville over there? Yeah. I don't know. Silicon yeah. Valley? Albuquerque, New Mexico. How weird is that? Hmm. Unless that's wrong. You guys let me know. Could be. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, at the beginning of 1975 in January was the Watergate verdict, which we just did a whole episode on that. Uh, Nixon, uh, Mitchell, Haldeman, Ehrlichman all found guilty, guilty, guilty. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? And that's when, uh, uh, that's when uh, Nixon was pardoned. So, anyway, uh, Saturday Night Live day butted in on NBC, nineteen seventy five. That was back in the old uh, Chevy Chase and Gilda, Gilda and, and, and oh, yeah. Murray and yeah. Ackroyd and Belushi, and Garrett, the good old days. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine Newman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Forgetting somebody. There's one more girl. There's three girls for Oh, her. Jane Curtin. Jane Curtin. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, you ignorant slut. Well, they said it on NBC. That's I true. guess we could say it on a podcast. Yeah. Um, did you know that prior to that year, prior to Jaws in 1975 and Star Wars in 1977, summers were considered the graveyard season for movie releases? Until That's crazy. basically until Jaws came out, yeah, yeah, nobody wanted to release a movie in the summer. Yeah, and then it's like, well, duh, what are we? Why? What were we thinking? So basically, that was the first blockbuster. It's seventy-five. Yeah, it was the first summer blockbuster. Yeah. Do you remember when it came out? Remember seventy-five. I mean, <laughs> do you remember it though? Oh, when it came out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was freaking everybody out. Yeah, because for some weird reason, as kids in the seventies. I don't know why, but I, I do remember this. I used to sleep with an arm or a leg over the side of the bed. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. I think it was because it was hot. Yeah, you know, we had we and I posted a meme last night. But yeah, so we, I, my house didn't have central air, so I slept with a fan in the window, and maybe that's why. But mm-hmm. now I never got to the point where I didn't hang my arm over the bed for fear of jaws. But that was the that was the story going around. Was that it was so scary people weren't hanging their yeah. limbs over the side of their beds anymore yeah, of course they, here in oklahoma we don't have to worry about sharks that much uh but yeah i could i could see in the you know the edges of the country yeah it freaked people out they they weren't going out there yeah i don't you know it's one of those movies that i don't remember like which theater i went to see i'm sure it was probably video twin yeah i'm guessing Could've that was been. it seems like that was our go-to 
What was the? They split the chief into what was it called? Was cinema, the cinema, cinema twin. twin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's no tell. I know. I know. I saw Star Wars in '77 at the Video Twin. So I'm assuming Jaws. But anyway, speaking of movies, yes. According to Ranker, Jaws was number one. Jaws. One. One, one flew over the cuckoo's nest was number two. Monty Python in the Holy Grail. Sorry for that accent, guys. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Three Days of Condor. Do you remember Nashville, the movie Nashville? Uh, not really. Jeff Goldblum, Lily Tomlin, Julie Christie? Don't I remember. guess I don't at all. Yeah, yeah. The Great Waldo Pepper with uh, Robert Redford. Return of the Pink Panther, which was great. Barry Lyndon. I don't remember that one either. And Ryan O'Neill in it. And uh, Brannigan, John Wayne. He was, over, he was uh, over across the pond. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and then other, now it was the uh, year of Benji. Remember oh, Benji? Yes. It was a good. I remember seeing Benji at uh, the Esquire. Esquire. Uh, did you say tar- did you have Towering Inferno on there? You you named off the top money makers. Uh, just it was just Ranker's top top ten movies of nineteen seventy five, depending on which website you look at. Yeah. Um, so Benji, Towering Inferno, Young Frankenstein. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure how their criteria is set up, but they, there's a point system that they have, and I'm sure it's probably in. Uh, you know, uh, what do you call it when you ain't money? Your uh, ticket sales and some of that and some other things. But Yeah, Funny Lady. Yeah. Some of them I never heard of. Tommy, I didn't go see. I've, oh, my God, that was so hard to watch. I know. I've tried to watch it on TV. I never. I wouldn't have gone to the theater to see that. That was yeah. a little weird. It was weird. Mark and I went and saw it um, at the video. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember walking out of there going, I'll never get those two hours back. Yeah. In 1975, did you know that they did not make any U.S. quarters that year? <gasps> no wonder I can't find a 75 quarter. There are no U.S. quarters with 1975 as the mint year. I had I had no idea. Are you sure? I think I've seen them before in my pocket. This, this is what this says. Um, because the commemorative 1976 bicentennial quarters yeah. were being minted early in anticipation of the uh, collector snatching them up. Yep. All quarters from 75 and 76 were dated 76, 1776 to 1976. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the Bicentennial was a big deal. So that's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I'm like, seriously? There's not a quarter that has 1975 on it. Well, I'm going to start looking at every free. You <laughs> yeah. guys, everybody out there, start looking at your quarters yeah. and let us know if you find a 1975 quarter. Dig in your pocket right now and get your quarters out. And again, you. this could be, you know, some of this information we pull off of the old internet, so you never know how true some of it uh, may be. The laser printer invented in 1975. Really? Laser we're not talking inkjet. Laser. Laser printer in 1975. Put a freaking laser on that guy. I wonder if that was, uh, I wonder if laser came from mimeograph or Xerox. I wonder if that technology morphed into laser or if laser was just something completely different. Well, laser, laser is, a, an, as a, is an acronym, an, an acronym, light, something, something e. Yeah, but Art. I mean, mimeograph and, and Xerox did worked on light where as oh. well the copier. So maybe they, maybe they just turned a copier into a printer. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, so I wonder how much a printer was back then. Oh, I'm sure a laser printer back in '75. No telling. You know how much a VCR was back in '75? A uh, penny or two. Yeah, huh? uh, actually, that's the year they came out. Beta and VHS came out. The 
VHS, uh, they started at about a thousand bucks, and they were heavy. They were huge suitcases. They were suitcases. Yeah, they the, were huge, and the betas were even more. Um, I mean, you could. They were a lot more. I mean, it was half of a person's average uh, monthly or yearly income. It was as much as a TV. On the, the betas were not the not the VHSs. Um, yeah, oh, it was more than TV. Yeah, TVs were expensive. That's one of the. That's weird because now TVs are dirt cheap. Yeah, throw away. Yeah, literally, you cannot get a t a a uh, flat screen TV fixed. No. You just throw them away. Yep. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, Kodak invented the first digital camera in 1975. A digital camera in 1975. They patented it in 77, and then instead of marketing it, they kind of forgot about it and focused all of their <laughs> marketing and budget and business on film. And, huh. and let everybody else go with the digital camera years later. But they were the ones that patented it. And then uh, the digital well, camera put them out of business. But, I mean, if you had the digital camera, what were you going to do with it? I mean, so you, digit, you digit, digitized uh, uh, a picture. What were you going to do with it? Well, what were you going to do with it when they did come out? I mean, I don't know. Well, they had the Altair 8800. I, you download it to that. <laughs> and then send it across the Internet. Oh, hang on. Was the Internet even around then? I think it was, but not to the public. public right. Yeah. Um, did you know that Miller Lite, the beer, was originally sold as Gablinger's Diet Beer? Can you imagine Diet Beer? Calling it Diet Beer? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe diet beer. Diet yeah, beer. Give me a diet beer. <laughs> give me a diet beer. That's hey, so Bob, weird. Go back. Hey, Jeff, how about a diet beer? Um, it was by a New York brewery uh, started in 1976. Then Meister Brow. Oh, God. Uh, Meister Brow Light. I remember that. Um, was sold to Miller Brewing and launched nationally as light beer in 1975. So that's where that's when light beer, Miller Light, came along, 1975. L I T E. Yeah, L I T E. Not L I G H T. No, L I T E, which was a better word than diet. Diet beer. That sounds so weird. Yeah, give me a diet beer. <laughs> give me, give me ten diet beers. Yeah. Um, the Kool Aid Man. He began making appearances in commercials in 1970. Five. Although his face had been around since 1954, ah. but he became the smiling pitcher dude in commercials in 1975. Now here's okay. So it seems like every episode we do, I sometimes learn something completely out of the blue that I didn't know. Yeah. Let's see if you knew this. You may have. I didn't know this. So Stevie Nicks wrote a song in 1979. One of her best known songs. And it was called Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. Do you know anything about that song? Uh, isn't that about her child? It is. I yes. didn't know she had a child in well, 1975 with Eagles frontman Don Henley. Don Henley, yeah. I didn't know that. So they had their Sarah in 1975. Yep. Had no idea. Uh, George Carlin was the first host of Saturday Night Live <laughs> when it aired October 11th, 1975. It was the only episode to date in which the host did not appear in any sketches. Really? He didn't want to. It was his request that I don't want to be in any sketches. And it was the first show, so... Sure, yeah. Let they, the cast They were probably the like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what did he do? He just went out there and did his. He probably did the monologue, monologue and introduced the the musical guest. I, I guess. No one who the musical guest. I don't was. know. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun to track that episode down and watch the whole thing and see what I'm sure it's what it was. On. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, George Carr. I didn't know that. You think I would? That would have been like a big trivia thing. Who was the first guest on Saturday Night Live? Huh. But we didn't start watching Saturday Night Live right away, did we? I know I didn't. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I started watching it from the, now, maybe not the first episode, but, yeah, I mean, because we, we had cassette tape, I'd record it on my cassette tape, you know, we had two wild, I think I've still got the cassettes, two wild and crazy guys. You remember how much that cassette cassette tape cost? Uh, No. It was like 30 bucks back then, which is quite a bit. Oh, I don't, surely not. Yeah, I ran across it, yep. $27.95 is what it was. For one cassette tape? For the recorder. Oh, the co- re- oh, I got it for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know how much it cost. Yeah, it was, yeah. No, the tapes were cheap. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like you could get like three scotch tapes for three bucks or, yeah. Yeah. Depending on how long, 30, 30 45, or 60 minutes. Yeah, I've still got them. They're collecting dust. <laughs> got to get all, I need to get all those digitized, so. Anyway, um, the Herman Golatz Company introduced the Gourmet Jelly Bean. Original flavors, licorice, lemon, grape, root beer, cream soda, mm. green apple, tangerine, and very cherry. Mm. Oh, what did that brand later become? Jelly Belly. Jelly Belly. So uh, it started in 1975. Jelly Belly, get in my belly. And then Leonard Nimoy published his autobiography, I Am Not Spock. <laughs> And then in 1975 or 1995, he published a second volume titled "I Am Spock." <laughs> he changed his mind. Yeah, he's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't uh, kill that cash cow. Here is an interesting fact from 1975. What's that? Playboy magazine did a their annual opinion poll, and they asked their readers, "Who is the best drummer?" In 1975. Oh. Have you heard this one? Um, you know who they picked? Who Playboy magazine picked as their best rock best rock drummer for 1975? 1975. Uh, best rock drummer. You'll never get it. Ever. Oh. Do I not, is it somebody I've never heard of? No, you've heard of him. So Led Zeppelin's John Bonham came in second to this person. I was going to say John Bonham. Karen Carpenter. <laughs> Karen Carpenter, the rock's best drummer, 1975, according to Playboy okay, magazine. Well, that's not fair. Cause I didn't even know she played drums. Oh, yeah. That's where she started. And her brother played piano. My. Yeah. She's, and she's a good drummer. Or was. Obviously, the uh, Carpenters were more popular than Led Zeppelin in 1975. Yes. Yes. Uh, for her to have won that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. The Carpenters were big. And, yeah. Oh, I missed her. Yeah, and now we've talked about this before as well. 1975 was the year that U.S. citizens could again own and freely trade gold. Gold, because in 1934 it was outlawed that uh, individuals could not private could not have private possession of gold and uh, trade it up until 1975. Yeah, they wanted to put it all in that reserve. 1975 was the year all of your soda cans changed. The ring tab beer and soda can was redesigned in 1975 after injuries were caused by people swallowing the metal tabs. I guess I don't understand because the other tabs, we broke off 
also, I mean, yeah. now I know the I know the ones before seventy five they came off, right? But the new ones, if you you know wiggled them back and forth three times, they came off too. Sure. So a kid could swallow those just as easy. So the cans we drink pop out of now, I mean, they're the same. I mean, they haven't changed since seventy five. So. Uh uh-uh. uh yeah, seventy five wow. was when those push little push tab things were invented. Do you remember that? Remember the um, I remember getting cans that didn't have any opening. And you had to have the can opener, and you you opened it, made the big hole, and, and then the you little sp- little hole. You spun around, did the little uh-huh. hole in the back. Uh, I think Sha- was it Shasta that didn't have a top. I don't know. One of those one of those uh, pops. Yeah. Oh, do you remember the ones that had uh, uh, two small holes that were kind of like perforations, and you had to push them with your thumb? Do you remember that one? Mm-mm. Had a big hole in the front and a little hole in the back. Mm-mm. They weren't around very long because no. they were kind of hard to push. So say the the one thing I hated about the old pull tabs is when it broke on you. You're trying to pull it and it broke. Yeah. I mean, it was almost impossible to get that sucker. Oh yeah. Out of there. Oh, I, I yeah, I, I can remember uh, on several occasions the damn ring would come off and you and you just stick it back in the fridge and you get another one. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, there was yeah you you literally had to get the can opener out to get into the pop after that. And you, and then it became the last pop. And you're like, oh yeah, ah. Yeah. Who 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 put this back? Yeah, those ring tabs were cool. People would make necklaces chains. and oh, chains yeah. Get, and yeah, big. You'd string them on the walls. Yeah, oh, the yeah. good old days. You know, now I went to an antique shop in Branson about two years ago, and they had you know I found my lunch pail, my uh, Wild Wild West mm-hmm. uh, lunch pail there, and then they had a whole bunch of old of the tin cans. Mm-hmm. And they all had the pull tab still on them. What they'd done was they poked holes in the bottom of the can and oh. let all of the soda pop or whatever was in there out, so it wouldn't, you know, be bad or whatever. And then, but the can, if you just set it down, it looked original because huh. they didn't pop the top of it. So, do you remember? And there was another pull tab for a while that the pull tab you you pulled it like you know pre seventy five, and the so that you'd have the little curly part. You know, uh-huh. that, that covered the part you drank out of. But on the ring tab, the ring part, it had these two little slots. And you could break that off. And then you would take the curly part that, you know, came with it originally, and you'd hook it in there, and you could, ding, you could shoot the, the ring tab. Oh, I kind of remember doing that. Yeah. I, yeah. But you had to get, it, was, it went on every can. It was just certain cans. Hmm. So you could shoot ring tabs at each other. Hmm. Ring yeah. tab fights. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, playing kick the kick. Yeah, remember you remember when the aluminum cans cans came out and it was so easy to put your foot on it. But yeah, those old uh, cans before it was a little harder to crush. Remember we had when the aluminum cans came out though, you would stand them if you got your yeah your tennis shoe right in the middle of it. It would bend around the edges of your tennis shoe and you could walk around the sidewalk and sound like you had tap shoes on. Did you ever do the thing where you actually you stood on the can on with one foot and you oh you poked your fingers and you reached down and on each side it accordion down oh yeah yeah, did that all the time good times now here's something we did I'm sure we did this in '75 and I've been meaning to do a TikTok video of it. Do you remember putting pennies oh yeah on your elbow? And then you would mm-hmm. you would drop your arm and you'd catch them with your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, Staten and I got up to a hundred pennies. You know, we'd have three stacks of twenty five, and every now and then, you know, you'd catch ninety eight. And but then yeah, four stacks of twenty five. Four stacks of twenty five. But <laughs> we got to where we'd catch all hundred of them. Wow. And we had you know, we're, we're talking <laughs> sixth seventh grade. You know, little hands. But yeah. 
yeah, we need to bring. I think that that could be a that could be a fad you could bring back on TikTok. Yeah, like stand in the damp, the stupid broom because of the moon. Oh gosh, that's so yeah. annoying. I hope you guys saw me. I stood my Stratocaster. <laughs> Yeah. What's your TikTok handle? I can't remember. Uh, that buzz that guy. That buzz guy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, check it out. Uh, did you know that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was released in '75? Really? Yeah. It was uh, five minutes and fifty-five seconds, and uh, was said that it would never be a hit. Never. And I don't know that it was even. Was it really? I'm trying to think. I know We Will Rock You was a big hit for Queen when it came out. I don't remember Bohemian Rhapsody being. As big until Wayne's World came out. And then all of a sudden it was like everybody thought the song was cool. But to um, me, it seems like in 75, it just didn't seem as cool as it seems now. I remember listening to the album over at Mark's house because uh, he would get the, he would get, he was into Queen. And uh, I remember, I remember the, the, the album cover. I remember the artwork. Um, I remember listening to it and not being just wowed about it. Uh, and, you know, I guess we just didn't appreciate, you know. Well, it was so weird. It yeah. was like, it was opera. It was literally opera. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Scalamouche, Scalamouche. <laughs> Will you do the Fandango? Uh, the cost of a Super Bowl ad in 1975 was a mere $107,000. Yeah. And now I think, what, three to four million maybe? Yeah. For 32nd. Uh, United States officially been on the metric system since 1975. I... I got a feeling that's not going to catch on, Todd. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. There's still hope for it. Do you remember when that happened in school? Oh, yeah. yeah, and I was like, uh uh-uh. And we yeah. had to start learning liters and uh, milliliters. And, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. But nothing ever changed. It's like, you got to learn milliliters and blah, blah, And then you'd go buy milk, and it was quart and pint. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, never. Uh, whoever came up with the metric system in the United States, it was a failure. Yeah, well, I mean, some stuff is... Like uh, alcohol, you go to the liquor store. It's all in milliliters or liters. But you know what's funny? I like uh, some of the uh, car shows that I watch. You know, like um, oh shoot, I can't think. But they'll be over in Europe, and they'll talk about cars and all this stuff. And they'll talk about this car will go 145 yeah. miles an hour. Really? <laughs> It'll go miles per hour over there. What about kilometers per hour? They don't. They don't say that. I don't know if it's because... I think they just want, yeah, probably want the American people to understand what they're saying. I guess. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that was a big, that was big. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Pain was like, butt. oh yeah, it was like a whole school, going to school <laughs> change, trying to learn the damn metric system. Oh, but it's going to be so much easier, which if if it had taken off, it would have been, but I don't yeah. know. They just yeah. never, it's like nobody cooperated or something. Uh, 1975. Only three movies, I believe, even till today, maybe, um, have won all of the big five Academy Awards. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Writing, Original or Adapted. And do you know what movie that was, Mr. Wheeler? In 75? In 75. Uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that was one of those movies that I bet you I didn't see until, I don't even know if I saw it in the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I it could have been 2000s before I ever saw oh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. It's But it's, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's a cool movie. Yeah. yeah. Very cool movie. Yeah. 
It's probably it's probably best you waited to see it. You know, yeah, twelve years old, we wouldn't appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely not. I, I remember it being around. I remember going, eh, eh, eh. it just didn't grab my attention. But I think I, the title alone <laughs> threw me off, and I if you know, and again, growing up in the seventies, it wasn't like that was ever going to be on TV, right? You know, until H. You know, I don't even, I don't, who knows? You know, so yeah, so I never, but I never rented it or. I don't know when I saw it for the first time and why, but yeah, boy, once I saw it, now every time I, I do catch it on TV, because it does come on every now and then, and it seems like it's kind of long. It is long. At least two and a half, almost. It's between. long. It's a little dark. It's, you know. It's dark, lot, but it's funny. Yeah, there's a lot of famous people in it, too. A lot. Yeah. That you, If you haven't seen it. Nurse Ratchet. Check it out. Yeah. I like that movie. Check it out. Uh, Pinball Wizard, The Who, 1975 rock opera, Tommy, was initially offered to Rod Stewart. He turned it down on the advice of a friend, and the friend was Elton John, who went on (laughs) and took the role. (laughs) Dirty dog. So so Rod Stewart is offered the job for Pinball Wizard? That's what it says. Yeah, I can't see him doing that. Yeah, I can't either. Elton's much better. Um, now, I, I guess I had kind of forgotten this. Um, President Ford survived two assassination attempts, not mm-hmm. just one. John Hinckley, and who's the other one? No, um, Lynette Fromm of the Charles Manson clan. And then um, on September... Not Hinckley. That, not, was, that yeah. was Reagan. Yeah. Um, September 22nd, Sarah Jane Moore... She just pulled a revolver on him in San Francisco. So even though it says, I guess it was considered an assassination attempt, but a bullet wasn't fired. So he had two women trying yes. to assassinate? Yes. I've never heard of two women after old Ford. That's so that, weird. That's got to be the only president that's ever been assassination attempted by a woman and then getting two of them. Yeah. I'll, I don't. Yeah. If uh, I'll have to look that up. Why Sarah Jane Moore wanted to shoot him. Huh. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, who had anything against Ford? I, somebody. I, don't I know. mean, first of all, he wasn't in there long enough to piss anybody off. He's kind of a nice guy. He was a real maybe, nice guy. Maybe it was because he pardoned Nixon. I don't know. Oh. Something something going on there. Who knows? Huh. So here's a cool story, which I didn't really know either. Okay, so think of this. So bank robber John Wojciechowski's white Wojciechowski's. How about John W.? He plotted some of his robberies. So he was a real a real bank robber. He plotted some of his robbery based on scenes from The Godfather from the movie in 1972. So this guy was going to committed a robbery based on scenes from The Godfather starring Al Pacino. Right. And then years later Al Pacino went on to play the character of John W. In 1975's Academy Award winning Dog, Dog Day Afternoon, yeah. based on the robbery <laughs> that was based on the movie that Al Pacino was in. How would you base a robbery off of The Godfather? There's no robbery. There's no robbing in The Godfather. There's no robbery scene. In I the don't. Godfather. There must. He, it's just that's based on scenes in The Godfather. Maybe the way that he. I don't. I don't anyway, that's just a. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. That's so weird. anyway, 
Uh, what's this about uh, Lone Ranger? Uh, Clayton Moore played Lone Ranger for 169 episodes, two feature films, was sued uh, over who owned the Lone Ranger character by copyright, although forever typecast, he proudly carried the role. Da, 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 da. That was in 75. Um, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa disappeared. I wonder where he's at. Nineteen seventy-five. You know, there was some show on here recently that was like a documentary series, mm-hmm. I think on Fox, and some dude said he knew where Jimmy Hoffa was buried. I didn't watch the series, so I don't know. And I don't remember it coming out in the news, so I don't know. Oh, was it the, yeah, it's like in a parking lot now. That's what, the, but see, that's been kind of a rumor for decades, I think. Yeah, well, so, really, I mean, like, who okay. cares? Yeah. I mean, not, you know, sorry, somebody offed him, but I mean, he probably, I don't think he was the nicest guy anyway. Yeah. You know, a lot of those guys that get offed are probably, uh, probably deserve it. Yeah. How about a little, let's go to music real quick. Music, music, music. The Billboard Top 100. You have, what do you got over there for music? Um, I Can Help. You got some stuff over there? Yeah, a song I Can Help. Uh, Love Will Keep Us Together. Love will keep us together. The uh, basically er, everything that I've read says that was the number one song in 1975. Yeah, Captain yeah. and Tennille. Let me see. And I like that song. Love. They. Uh, he hated it. Oh, he did. Yeah. That dirty dog. Yeah. What was his name? Daniel. Daniel. Uh, hang on. Daniel. That doesn't sound right, but. Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. No. Ruh, ruh, um. Uh, they're screaming. They're screaming. I can hear them screaming now. Uh, See, I can't remember. Um, it well, was. It was kind of a dragon. Daryl Dragon. Daryl. Daryl Dragon. There you go. I knew I'd get it. That sounds better. It was. That's a good song. That's definitely seventy-five. Free now. Talking me down. You know, she could have been an actress. Did she? Was she in any movies? I wonder. She should have been in some movies. I know she did TV shows and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, they had their own variety show. Did he ever talk? Very little. Okay, well, wow, yeah. I, guess I guess we'll that song's over. turn that song off. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Apple Music. Okay, oh, so, it's a preview thing. Oh. Okay. The uh, top 10, I'm going to go through the top 15 songs in 1975, according to Billboard's Top 100. Uh, Level Keep Us Together, Rhinestone Cowboy, Philadelphia Freedom, Before the Next Teardrop Falls by old Freddie Fender, My Eyes Adore You, Shining Star, Fame by David Bowie, Laughter in the Rain, One of These Nights, Thank God I'm a Country Boy, Our Buddy John Denver, Jive Talking, The Best of My Love, Loving You, Kung Fu Fighting made it in 14, and number 15, Those Doobie Brothers with Blackwater. Did you, uh, have you ever heard of this song? Playback FM website has this number five. In 75? Uh-huh. Is it an instrumental? No. It's called Una Paloma Blanca. Well, now that you say that, yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. You, you, I'm waiting for him to sing. Yeah. <laughs> they do sing, I know that, because I was... I have no recollection of the song at all. It's a new way 
the uh, the chorus. The chorus is a little. You'll, you'll remember it, but I don't remember it. Isn't that the weirdest song? I was gonna say I don't remember it either. Hang on, here it comes. Hang on. Maybe we'll. I remember that part. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't remember that first part, though. Yeah, isn't that weird? But I, I kind of remember the chorus. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Playback FM website had that as the number five song. Huh. I'm like, really? Seems like that would have been something I would have heard on Dr. Demento, and I don't even, it wasn't even on Dr. Demento. They also had the song Shame, Shame, Shame. Shame, shame, shame. No, not that oh. one. That was chain, chain, chain. <laughs> uh, shame by who? Uh, Shirley and Company. You remember them? Uh, play it. Uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> give me a second. Pull this bad boy. Um, one of these nights by the Eagles. Take it. Okay. Sounds familiar. I like that. See, I want you to feel it too. So just listen to me, baby. Can't stop me now. Hear what I say. My feet want to move, so get out of my way. I'm gonna have my say. I'm going to every distance. I don't remember it at all. For some reason. No, I don't remember it. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I do remember it. I think I would have remembered that. Maybe, maybe like the shame, shame, shame part. Maybe commercial or something, or something. I, I don't even remember that song. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, and then so some other songs. Now these are songs that were in the top one hundred that I remember personally. That. There was something about them that, uh, I don't know, um, Ballroom Blitz? This is about, I, bet, I know you like this one. Name that song. Fly, Robin, there you fly. Go. <laughs> so, so this was the period where I was just starting to get into my own music, but my sister was still playing a lot of music, and she was she had this song and played it all the time. Oh, so, so I remember the song, but it wasn't because I played it; it was because my sister played it all of the time. But this, that, so this was on my list as a song that I remember really well in '75. Yeah, this kind of so '75. That was when disco. Started. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah disco was yeah, and the good. hustle was another one she listened to all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was all. Yeah, heard that song all the time. Yeah, and then there was another somebody done somebody wrong oh, song. Oh, somebody done somebody by uh, B.J. Thomas, uh, Jackie Blue. My sister, I think, listened to that Jackie one all the time. Blue. Hey, see if you can find "Magic" by Pilot. Mag- Whoa, ho, ho! It's magic, you know. That's a, I love that song. Seventy-five. A uh, sister, Golden Hair by America. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was a great song. Mandy, uh, we'd started going to these dances with girls, and Mandy was the song you always slow dance to, so Mandy was a big part of 75. Oh, oh, it's magic, you know. 
never believe it's not so. It's magic. Now, the cool thing about this song, yeah. and I don't know if I've talked about it a whole lot on the podcast, is I was a magician oh, yeah. in 75, 76, 77. Yeah. So I kind of thought it was a cool song, but yeah. any, but I like the song too. Yeah, it could have been like your intro song. Could have been. You, yeah. up, you walked out on stage and you know and and, and mesmerized everyone. Yep. Um, have you never been mellow? Have you never Cats been in the Cradle was a big song in '75. I remember listening to that a lot. Um, Listen to what the man said. Linda Ronstadt had just uh, started uh, to make an appearance on our wall. Uh, when will I be loved? And you're no good. How about this one? Ah, uh, this, this literally was, pro- I mean, this is my top, in my top five songs of all time. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, it, it was like my favorite song for quite a few decades. This, this is probably my number one song of the 70s. Really? Yeah. Did they have any other songs? Uh, yeah, um, Ballroom Blitz. Sweet, good Ballroom Blitz. Uh-huh. Fox on the Run. Man, I remember when this song came out. God, I love this song. Now, I've probably said on another episode that Go Your Own Way might be my number one song for... West Club, I can't... <laughs> Go Your Own Way or Fox on the Run. Those are my two favorite songs from the 70s. They look British. I think they might be. See, the thing is, I remember listening to this song before Boogie Check would come on. This this would be playing on the radio, and then Boogie Check would come on. Boogie Man. Boogie Check. Oh, I love this song. Okay. I don't know why we didn't play this. Why didn't our band play that song? I don't know. Dang. And it kind of made a comeback in the last probably five years because it's been in a couple of movies. Oh, but really? I thought people had completely forgot about it. Um, but think back in 1975 and hearing Lady by Styx for the first time. Oh, yeah. We thought that was like the coolest song ever. Yeah. Um. Don't call us. We'll call you by Sugar Don't call Loaf. Do, 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 do. This now. This one's one of my favorites. Probably because it's got a Fender Rhodes playing there. I was told the other day I should have kept my Fender Rhodes because they're worth a fortune now. I mean, we should have kept everything we had. <laughs> This is one of the songs that it takes me to a specific event in time. Uh, I am right now years old when I just realized something. Uh-oh. What'd you realize just he now? He says, I'm not in love, so don't forget it. I always thought it was just, so don't forget and if I hadn't been watching the video and seeing his lips say the word it, I wouldn't have caught it. Ah. I, I never realized he said, don't forget it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a killer song. Don't get me wrong. Don't think you got it, man. 75 had some good music. Yeah, it did. 
How about uh, play When Will I See You Again by Three Degrees? When Will I See You Again? When Will I See You Again? Uh, remember December 1963, Oh What a Night? Oh, what a night. Now, see, that was a song that must have come out earlier in the year because I remember listening to that song at Eric's house all the time. So that would have been the part of the year before Staten moved to town. Yeah. Yeah, that's good music. Man, they just don't got they just don't make music like this no more. I wonder if this one came out later in the year. Precious moments. I'm thinking, I'm feeling like a, a cold weather, maybe uh because it seems like I don't know what I don't remember the exact year we started making the maze, yeah. but this I, for some reason this song takes me back to the maze days where we had the radio playing and we'd be working on the maze and it seems like this was yeah seemed like this might have been one of the songs yeah yeah I mean it wouldn't be like a summer pop song it would be more of a fall yeah 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 anyway there you go yeah. there's there's my songs for for seventy five. Let's see if I got nobody else. Uh, da, 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 da. How are we doing on time over there? Oh, oh, shoot! Are we way over? No, 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 we're not over. It's but it's 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 getting close. Uh, let me go through the notes. Make sure I didn't forget something I wanted. Popular to Popular TV shows, real quick. Oh, All in the Family. Yep. Rich Man, Poor Man. Yep. Laverne and Shirley. Yep. Maud. Bionic Woman. Phyllis. Rhoda, Sanford's Son, Six Million Dollar Man, and the ABC Monday Night Movie. And a lot of these are spinoffs. And then Happy shows. Days was number eleven. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it just came out the year before. And uh, 1975, McLean Stevenson quit the MASH, Mash. show. Yeah. Um, sports-wise, real quick, guess who won the National Football Championship NCAA? 1975? The 11-1 Oklahoma Sooners. Sooners. World oh. Series uh, won by the Cincinnati Reds. Super Bowl was Pittsburgh Steelers. NBA was the Golden Warriors. Uh, NHL was the... Philadelphia Flyers, Muhammad Ali, did beat Joe Frazier in the Thriller in Manila. Wow. Uh, top 10 baby names, 1975. Jennifer, Amy, Heather, Melissa, Angela, Michael, Jason, Christopher, no, Chris, Topher. <laughs> Topher was big in 79. I don't remember anybody named Topher. James and David. Um, people that you might know that were born. Think of these. These people weren't born until 1975. Dak oh. Shepard. Drew Barrymore, Lauren Hill, Angela, Angelina Jolie, wow, Toby McGuire, and Tiger Woods, all born in 1975. Wow. Um, and then my last deal quotes some of the most famous quotes of 1975. Mm. You ready? Ready. Time me. Oh. <laughs> I remember that. You had to say it, and remember that if you said ten, it, ten seconds. Yeah, which or? sounds really easy. Would you, did we get a free Big Mac? I think you got a cheaper. I don't know if you got a free like one. Like a free fry or something. Something, yeah. You got something. Um, how about this quote by Mick Jagger at the age of 33? In 1975, <laughs> Mick Jagger said, I'd rather be dead than sing Satisfaction when I'm 45. And he's what, 80? Yeah. At least, Just turned 80? Yeah, I think so. Or older? Um, no, I don't think he's older. Yeah. Roy Schreider in Jaws. We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> uh, Hebrew National, we answer to a higher authority. I don't know why I threw that one in. Um, 
in. Did you see Dog Day Afternoon? Uh, Pacino, uh, not, they not got stuck in the bank. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, Attica, Attica. They got the whole people outside. They got the people outside on their side. Right. Um, and then uh, American Express, uh, big slogan, don't leave home without it, 1975. Ah, good year. It was the uh, turning point of the decade. Yeah. It was, uh, so 76 was the big bicentennial, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 200 years. Yeah, so again, I think I I started becoming more aware. I right. think of things in 1975 and and well, we were blossoming 12 to 13. Yeah, we were start. That's when we were starting to do thing on things on our own and yeah. And we the cool thing about 75 and sixth grade and it, it ran over a little bit into 76 is Staten and me and Gina Friesen and a girl named Dina McNeil and Brendan Hedges and we had like a group of about six to eight of us in Miss McMillan's class, we all started having parties at each other's house. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, so one weekend, it'd be over at Gina's house, and, and our little gang would go to Gina's. And, you know, you just stood around and ate popcorn and stuff. But I, so I lived on the corner of Broadway and Johnson had the big two-story, and I yeah. lived upstairs by myself. Yeah. And so I remember one one weekend, the party was at my house. Did you play spin the bottle? No, we didn't. <laughs> I had ping pong. Ping pong up there. We played ping pong. <laughs> I never played spin the ball either. I always uh, heard about it. It always terrified me. I'm trying to think if I ever did play. We, I don't think we played spin the bottle. We played truth or dare at church camp. Oh. We we played a game where we ended up having to kiss every girl that was, yeah. So I, I think that was, uh, I think it was truth or dare. Yeah. So 75, I was still scared to death of women. Shortly thereafter, that all changed. It all changed. Yeah. So, but it, I think... That's we, for another episode. Yeah, there we go. That'll be a whole episode in Todd's Wives, all in one episode. Okay. Are we done? You guys, please leave us some comments. Go to iTunes and subscribe. subscribe. You can hit us up at 580-541-3805. That's our hotline. We appreciate you guys leaving us messages. You can text us there. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. And uh, leave us your comments, email buzz at buzzheadmedia.com we appreciate you guys thank you thank you very much we're up to about like eighty six thousand downloads 116 episodes so uh we've been doing this what two years almost three almost three guys uh, thanks for coming along for the ride if you miss some old episodes go back and listen yeah guess we're gonna get out of here see ya (laughs) 